Hello, and welcome to another episode of Courts Talks, where I talk about anything and everything of interest to me, whether that be political, economic, social, technological, legal, environmental, cultural, you name it, I'll speak about it. Today's episode is a review of um, the Mandela musical that I watched on Thursday night at the Young Vic Theatre, which is in Southwark, or Waterloo, but close by, and um. The scenes I witnessed, um, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy, and hopefully like a roundabout review to give anyone an idea who is interested in going to watch it, what you can expect. So um, the Mandela play is based on the life and times of Nelson Mandela, the world-renowned apartheid activist from South Africa, who um, campaigned for um, harmony between... South African whites and South African black people. And this musical traverses his life from his time as an attorney to a campaigner to eventually becoming um, a family man and then a prisoner and then a freedom fighter. And the first thing I'll note is that it is very much a musical. And I probably missed that part of the um title because i was surprised at how much musicality was going on it's quite a short um play like usually the plays i've seen are like you know three hours with an interval but this is two hours and 20 with an interval and the interval's 20 minutes so it's an hour piece either side and most of it is music most of it is singing most of it is dancing and again i was surprised by that because i thought there would be more dialogue i thought there would be more storyline but I think it's because they've jam-packed his entire um campaigning life into like these two short hours so you don't really get much time to breathe between each milestone that he experiences but the milestones he experiences are of course very significant and I feel like it's the kind of launch pad of a story that you should go away and type up research more find out the actual further details um of each stage um because it is so rich and the guy that plays Mandela did a really phenomenal job I'm talking uh, accent pace tonality presence it was very much given Nelson like they expertly characterized and picked the perfect person to play him but um one thing I will note is that this musical I believe was like commissioned by the um Mandela family was not commissioned and like authorized by them so it's not a case of them telling a story and it being not connected to the family whatsoever like no permission or whatever from what I've read on a poster it seems that the Mandela family had some kind of insight into what this story was going to be and I think that's intentional in terms of the theories of um freedom that were being introduced felt a bit um watered down I'll say Um, Of course, the Mandela legacy is complicated insofar that he was in prison for so long. His wife, Winnie, had to do so much. And we'll get onto that because they actually did address that in the play. But since he's passed away, what tends to happen is your children or your children's children sometimes say things, share things, ideologies, opinions that aren't necessarily in keeping with you, the martyr or you, the campaigner who now can't speak for yourself, which is why I think it's so important to like share your story in whatever format you want to you know for me it's this podcast but for someone else it might be a private diary that will get published in their own words you know it's Harry Spare or Princess Diana's own story like it's the people who are the most famous the most well known who are able to actually say listen 
these are my memoirs um i don't want anyone to um um depart from this and tell you it's their story it's it's my story like so i won't go too much into what the mandela family has said or um in 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 the time since their nelson mandela has passed but what i will continue is um my understanding of nelson mandela's mandela's work and the understanding of freedom that he created because very much like nina simone he was very hell-bent on um freedom for south african blacks particularly considering um this is a nation that um is kind of your inverse of traditional coloniality it's people coming to your country um which is at which is on the african continent a continent full of african descended people and ruling as opposed to um what you see today which is people from black dominated spaces moving to white spaces and resisting um the white majority's misbehavior um or discrimination towards them so it is your traditional coloniality whereby um people have come to your country and decided to rule but it's different insofar that there was a notion of superiority when it came to you know the french the british overseeing um much of africa the portuguese overseeing much of africa but not necessarily deciding that this was a new home for them except for um an escape from back home um which was england which was france which was portugal which was um wherever um the dutch relationship with south africa is quite unique insofar that you've got people who decided to settle and stay and dominate over those who already lived there and um you've got you've got this constant fear um mongering amongst some of the officials of the south african government in this play who repeatedly say like you know the blacks are the majority they're going to drive us into the sea they're going to drive us into this sea so there is this constant fear of um being overwhelmed over um yeah overwhelmed overdone by this black majority of people and then of course that brings about notions of civility um of savagery of the black form being completely and utterly uncivilized and uncontrollable right leaning into those uh stereotypes of um animalistic behavior right but we won't again go too far into that except for when the mandela play introduces that because that's what this review is about so um immediately we see these white characters being paralleled against these black characters just through like stage formation so there were these what i would describe as pulpits right so they were like these raised um kind of balconies on the stage where the um white characters would speak um in this elevated area kind of separate from the stage which i feel like is a you know a metaphor for like white supremacy overlooking overseeing um black people in south africa um and they would constantly voice these 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 fears of the black majority winning out um losing their power and immediately mandela's 
musical, the Mandela musical, seeks to um, take different parts of Mandela um, to the forefront beyond the campaign of all, you know, quite early on, we see his family and we see him immediately estranged from his family, but him and his wife, Winnie, have this lovely love story of them two almost against the world. He's got his two friends with him who are like supporting characters, but the central story is ironically like Mandela the family as opposed to Mandela the individual, Mandela the man, because Winnie takes a real central role. Um, She has a few um, solo songs, um, storylines that are almost, (coughs) that are almost just her against the world. And um, the estrangement from Nelson's family, um, his kids in particular, is shown to have a hugely damning effect on his well-being and for their family structure, which I think is very key. It's very much lost in the story of Mandela that he had multiple children, I think five, and then one passed away. And he um, was someone who wanted a better life for them, but wasn't able to witness it due to his own um, criminalization and imprisonment on Robben Island. So it kind of resists those stereotypes of black fathers not being um, available or, or loving because although he's not there in 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 spirit um, in physicality, he's very much there in spirit with his children. So I thought that was like quite interesting and quite upfront, just because we don't often see the backlog of um, activist stories. You know, we just see their activism, we don't see their humanity. So that was really important. Like I said, the role of racial segregation is quite significant here. We also don't just have um, black characters and white characters. We also have an Asian character as well, which is important to m- mention, considering that South Africa is a multiracial country, um, very much like Brazil. You know, when I think of the case studies of racism across the world, I very much think of Brazil now and, and, and South Africa because their own conception of racism is quite unique. And of course, like South Africa also has coloured people. So we've got different dynamics of... Um, discrimination going on and naturally um, foreign entities like the USA and the UK are brought onto the centre through the periphery um, when conversations about sanctions and boycotts against the apartheid system are um, brought to the forefront and I think that's important because again sometimes we think that these events are like insular and they contain and they don't spill out into international relations but they do you know I've been reading the Financial Times a lot lately um actually just because it's part of my job now and um wow the things you learn about what's going on in other countries really do inform your wider perspective of the world um I'm not so keen on like homogenizing blackness and um making it one one experience that meets all but I'm also not worried um I'm also um not um I'm also willing to read about other ethnicities who have experienced oppression and discrimination just so I can basically evaluate the different forms of how a people can be subjugated right because um there was there was quite a lot of political conversation about the extent to which the apartheid regime affected um, black South Africans. In particular, we know 
the violence that black South Africans faced, just like plane shootings. And there were quite a few, uh, one or two, maybe even three scenes where you just hear shootouts on the stage. And they did that very effectively. And I was sitting right next to the speaker. So it was very loud and very shocking. And um, you say this is like very explicit signs of violence whereby these people are being suppressed during protests at schools, um, in public campaigns. The worry that you may not make it out alive is genuine. And these other forms of um, suppression of black activism are shown through um, the imp imposition of Afrikaans, which is the, 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 the language of um, the Dutch who settled in South Africa, um, teaching the black South Africans not to speak their native tongue or indigenous tongue, but to is, instead supplant it with the Afrikaans. So it's like a removal of identity, um, which again is very key. Um, we constantly see on the stage floor, like I would call it what they call it, archipelagos. Like there's like these stencil type archipelagos on the stage floor that light up occasionally that really help to bolster the storyline particularly because like I said it's a musical so it's very theatrical you see a lot of um choreography going on which I really enjoyed and uh, that synchronization I don't know how they do it but it's very much in theme of what we know about South Africans which is that they have a brilliant sense of musical style um and dance um I don't know how many people like the soil which is like a particular south african group that i just find phenomenal like their ability to uh, sing is 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 unheard of to me one of the best groups out there but also amapiano is a huge genre that has taken off all across not just south africa not just the african continent but the world um from these kind of themes I know that the South Africans are a very theatrical people um, in terms of how they tell their stories. And choreography was a major emblem used in this play to demonstrate that. Like I said, there was like a lot of synchronization. There was a lot of um, singing in native tongue. There was a lot of collaboration, duets, solos. Um, you get a real sense of of integrity, like of bodily integrity, of like bodily autonomy, of movement and sound that very much contributes to what a play should be, you know? You always want to feel like you're being taken away by something other than dialogue. So again, even in the beginning, I was complaining about how heavy it is on the music. It still very much tells a story worth telling. And um, it talks about how schools and workplaces and... Um, public spaces were very much like separated for black and white South Africans um, and how any resistance against that is labelled as terrorism or treason which is again an example of how the legal apparatus can be used to undermine um, any form of resistance against discrimination bear in mind it's also in your own country and again that feel being pushed out to the sea, pushed out to the sea, it was something that I feel like Mandela in this play is presented as trying to assuage that fear that black and white can live in harmony, you know, black and white can live together, which again, I know of Nelson Mandela's philosophy to some extent, you know, a lot of people, not just him, uh, Martin Luther King as well, and multiple other activists, 
demonstrated this belief in um in integration that they hoped would hold weight and um would work out and i mean how many years later we can look at all of our countries and and measure how much success has happened after this integration but insofar that this integration hasn't happened at that point mandela is pushing for peace and harmony between these two races right and obviously he had legal experience as a previous attorney so he is saying it from a space of um academic repertoire he's not just um an activist who seeks um equality without the know-how of the legal system and i'm not saying that you have to know that i'm just saying like as an attorney he used the law and argued his case in court before he was um sentenced to robin island to explain why it was important for these different races to live in harmony and he was denied and he was sentenced to life in prison on robin island which again was another metaphor for isolation it's this idea of being away on the sea in the water where he was not even facing hard labor but forced to confront the fact that his people are out there still struggling and um, these wardens are mistreating him because he's black and um, he begs one of the wardens to teach him Afrikaans which actually is very helpful when he does get released but whilst he's in prison you get a very strong focus on the women on the women in his life um like i said winnie is continuing her activism essentially operating as a single mom taking her kids to boarding school in swaziland because no one will take them and educate them in south africa because of who her husband is um campaigning radicalizing herself getting imprisoned herself for 16 months only to be released and have like a completely not I wouldn't even say jaded because I think these views are accurate, but just a completely different approach to um, activism and and resisting the racism that she and her family were experiences, much to the chagrin of Nelson, who is essentially saying she's jeopardising the movement at one point. So we see those frictions within civil rights movements. And that's one thing that people like to gloss over. You know, in our day and age, people don't really know how to do things right. And I always argue there's no right way to do things. I just think everyone should kind of apply pressure in the best way possible without profit, without gain, you know, genuinely trying to um, uproot the difficulties in society and, well, overcome it. Um, we see the different women and daughter um the different women from his daughters to his wife presenting themselves with different hairstyles i think it's quite significant to see like willie being in prison and having her hair out and it being like un- uncared for because of the conditions that she's in and then from her going into an activist and wrapping it in a head head headscarf and suddenly her having this like chin held high i think that was quite significant um the daughters that he has are like these gorgeous young girls who are like innocent and quiet at first um and then they grow up and they're still like spirited enough to say that that's my father and I'm really proud of him but um how they used the the, the costume and the presentation of these women I think was very significant to the storyline which I really helped you know Winnie was often wearing trousers um which of course is like the the opposite of like the, the homely 
um, woman in a dress, which is often what you see. So, and the daughters again started out with with dresses as well. And um, there's not much actual influence as to the sons. Obviously, we know the eldest son Tembi ends up dying in the car accident, but there's not actually much influence into the sons. And I'm not like hating on that. I think the women's stories were told really well. I can't speak for the sons, but it was very much the type of activism that you see with frontline action, protesting in schools. Um, um, And the way it was done was such that the stage would light up and 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 turn off the lights, and then you would get these transitions happening really quickly, which was very effective. Um, like I said, there were spotlights on these like pulpits, like that were elevated, usually to demonstrate the like the white voice, um, which is kind of reminiscent of you know Tony Morrison's white gaze. And then we've got um, obviously this friend of his that goes to Britain and is doing what he can to campaign to get um, Nelson Mandela freed. And he actually, he actually ends up being successful about it. But all of these themes, like when I say it in this kind of format, remind me that this was a very comprehensive story of um, Nelson Mandela done in the most effective way possible considering the timeline. You know what I mean? I would give it, and it's funny because I never thought I would actually get to the point where I'm giving theatre productions like ratings out of 10 because I hadn't been to many until a few years ago. I would give this a solid seven. Um, I didn't I didn't find it as remarkable as other theatre productions I've seen, but that was just purely because it just felt a little bit rushed, right? Um, but then I wonder, if it was longer, would it have worked out? Um, sometimes, it wasn't short and snappy, but sometimes those windows of... of, of acting and musicality and and stage presence all you need like you don't need the whole door you just need like a a snapshot so I was really um interested in the story I was and I managed to glean a lot from it whereas in other theater productions I haven't necessarily gleaned much of the story but I've enjoyed the performance so it was very like here and there I'm also learning to write um after I've watched a theatre production, so I have notes, because sometimes I used to just go off my memory alone. That's never smart, so definitely documenting every single show properly will be helpful. But also being able to enjoy what I've seen, you know, the, the performance itself is what I've come for, so there's a balance. But yeah, solid 7 out of 10 is what I'm giving it. Um, I think it's a great way to learn about um, Mandela. I know the show was sold out, and there were plenty of people in the audience, so people showed up. Um, and I do think that we'll get more of these kind of storylines for major black activists in the community. And I think it's well worth it that we all pay attention. And yeah, and well, just keep staying tu- attuned to um, what's going on in the community and how we can present that best. If not for the stage, then for the TV, if not for the TV, then another format. So. Yeah, I won't talk your ear off. Really enjoyed it. Would highly recommend it. And yeah, we'll make another um review episode because I'm going to the theatre next week to watch um I think I'm watching As You Like It at So Soho Place, but it might be Wife of Wilsden. But even as you like it at Soho Place, I'm only watching that because Alfred Enoch is isn't it? Isn't it? So he better be there. Sometimes they replace these actors. But yeah, um well Highly encourage everybody to 
good to see us more, but definitely go see Mandela at the Young Vic. And yeah, do stay tuned for the next episode. Bye and take care.